Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Old Men Know Stuff, our podcast. This is episode 31. And uh, as many of you know, and I, I like to come back to this, be, uh, God put it in my spirit, that Proverbs 4, 7, that uh, wisdom remains the chief thing. And with all you're getting, get wisdom and understanding. And uh, that's something to seek. Well, how do you seek wisdom? You get wisdom from experience, which breeds knowledge. Watch this which breeds wisdom. Now you know what to do. Watch this. And understanding. And the uh, and understanding is what is the Holy Spirit saying to you in that situation? That might have been a little complex, but wisdom and understanding go together, uh, especially by the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to start with... Uh, talking to you today about the valley experience of a Christian, the valley experience of a Christian. It's what uh, David wrote to us in Psalm 23, the beloved Psalm of David in 23. And I want to read it to you out of the uh, NIV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I sense just now that uh, whosoever's listening, maybe watching, that you'll stop for a minute and consider that the Lord is your shepherd. That's pretty cool. I lack nothing. This is Psalm 23, NIV. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me. He's doing a lot of things here. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. <laughs> Even though I walk through the darkest valley, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil in that dark valley for you are with me. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Parenthetical insert. Your rod and your staff, the Lord Jesus Christ, they comfort me. Psalm 23, uh, David knew a thing or two uh, as we begin this valley experience of a Christian. Throughout the Psalms, uh, uh, we're going to learn some valuable life lessons, I believe, today. Uh, at least I, I did, I am, at the mo as I speak this to you. Um, throughout the Psalms, David's a shepherd boy. And at one hand, he's crying out to God. Uh, he had no problem fighting Goliath. We know that story. At one hand, he's crying out to God because Saul's trying to kill him 21 times. And on the other hand, he's singing praises to the Lord uh, in many, many hard places. Sounds like us. Crying out and singing praises. Crying out and singing praises. Um Here's what we can learn from a valley experience of a Christian. Number one, there's three things. Number one, about the valley experience is inevitable. And I'll tell you why in a minute. In the life of every believer, it was for David too. This mighty man of God, this man after God's own heart. Inevitable. 
in our mind, God's with us, but in our emotions, God, where are you? Ever been there? That's the darkest valley. But the valley experience, as, it, as we read in verse 4, it's a place we walk through. We don't camp out and stay there. Number two, the valley experience, they're intentional on God's part. And I'm going to make this personal here in a second. They're intentional on God's part. What? God puts you in the valley? Really? Yeah, he, he's not overwhelmed about hearing your success. That's true. But he's more about putting you up on the potter's wheel and making you in. It says the potter, I'm trying to reflect here, the potter uh, made the clay again. This isn't a one-time fix. It's a progressive, ongoing thing. And uh, that's the reason why the Lord is at work. Number, so number one, inevitable. The valley's inevitable in the life of every believer. Number two, valley experiences are intentional on God's part. Why? Here we go. Do you fasten your seatbelt? I'm fastening mine. I'm there right now. We get in the valley because of disobedience. We get in the valley because of disobedience. Okay, I'm going to be transparent here, so if that's all right with you. Um, hey, Danny, I don't want you to play around on Facebook anymore. Not that I ever did much. Hey, Danny, when you scroll through your phone and look at RSS feeds about the world... You're doing that too much. Stop it. Hey, Danny, when you spend endless minutes or hours, stop it. Oh, you won't stop it? Let me help you stop it. How about it? walking through your darkest valley? Let's talk about that for a minute. So we recorded this without this insertion about two weeks ago, the Valley Experience of a Christian. And I thought it was extremely anointed, and it probably was. And guess what? I got acute COVID, but that's not the big deal. I got severe pancreatitis and was in the hospital for four days. Uh had numbers that the hospital had never seen, had a CAT scan. Here we go. We're talking valley, darkest valley. Okay, that CAT scan's nice. It didn't show any blockage or tumor. Now we're going to do an MRI tomorrow morning, you know, where you go into this casket and uh, they scan you for about 50 minutes with and without fluid, tracing fluid, the long and the short. You're in your darkest valley, trust me. Lord, why am I here? His response, as I listened to Michael W. Smith on the headsets and telling me to breathe and hold my breath. I will never leave you or forsake you. 
in your darkest valley. That's all I had to go by, to go on. Sheila wasn't by me. My Bible, my beloved Bible wasn't by me. I will never leave you. I. The Lord Jesus Christ, I will never leave you or forsake you. Those words kind of come alive when you're in your darkest valley. Thank God for it. So we get in the valley. Uh, they're intentional on God's part, not only because of disobedience, mine. I trust maybe some of you have been there. Maybe I am harder to learn, harder to, <laughs> harder to understand. But, but in the valley, you learn something about not only yourself, but God. Watch this. Make sure you apply it. Because if you don't, you determine how long you're in the valley. Also, uh, believers get in uh, the valley because of our need for preparation. They really go hand in hand. Uh, uh, fixing your disobedience problem. We all have it. We're human. God understands. But we still got to fix it. We got to confront it. We got to conquer it. But the valley's for preparation. Uh, the valley follows the vision that God's given you for your life so you can handle the victory when you get it. Uh, David's ups and downs 21 times with Saul, Joseph in the pit. Uh, to save many people alive in preparation in the pit on his way to the palace to save many people alive. Here's one. Uh, we get in the valley for, uh, it's a valley of humiliation. And this is personal again. So I was a rock star at a young age in my early 20s in South Florida. I was crew chief for all the networks coming into town, Dinah Shore, Merv Griffin, Phil Donahue. And uh, Brother Swaggart calls and says, would you move to Baton Rouge? You mean you want me to leave the beach? And my wife one day that I just met, yeah, Danny, I want you to go. No, I ain't going. Two weeks later, Danny, are you going to go to Baton Rouge? No, I ain't going. I got this, and I do James Kennedy on Sundays, and that's good enough. Really? Another two weeks go by. Okay, Danny, this is the last time I'm going to ask you. I'll remember his voice. Yes, sir. How quick can I get there? So I pack up the truck and move to Beverly and uh, leave Shield behind. And for a year, I was in charge of Jimmy Swaggart's worldwide TV broadcast at an age of 28 years of old, uh, doing what I thought was pretty good. And next thing I know, Brother Swaggart brings in um, a bunch of uh, high-flying people from networks. And they say that, hey, I want to take you to get a cheeseburger. Okay, let's go. Sit down, get a cheeseburger, and the gentleman looks across at me. Keep in mind, I've been directing for a year. I was in charge of everything. And the guy looks at me and says, you know what? You're awful. You're terrible. 
It was actually worse than that. You stink, and I'm going to do everything I can to fire you. What? Hey, can you pass me the ketchup while you're at it? Uh, let's go. Okay, let's go back to the office. Week goes by. He says, let's go have another cheeseburger. Okay. Sit down. He goes, I don't think you got the message. I'm in charge. I'm going to do everything I can to fire you. And you're leaving the beach one year later. Uh, too bad. Tough luck. What did you just say? I'm going to do everything I can to fire you because you're awful. I thought it was pretty good. I was a crew chief. I did James Kennedy on Sundays. I, Yeah, I feel good. But so I go back and to the office and they go out and do a crusade without me. And I'm actually literally, I still did Jimmy's broadcast. Nobody knew how to offline it. But I was the janitor. I remember a Friday night, 7, 8 o'clock, all by myself. They're out crusading that I used to do. So I, me and Sheila go up to St. Louis, where I'm from, and uh, I'm applying for jobs. Here I was on the beach, and now I'm in St. Louis applying for jobs in January. What happened in this humiliation? Oh, I left off the major fact. Uh, before I went to St. Louis, he calls and says, you want to come over to my apartment tonight? I want to show you something. Yeah, sure. Bring over VHS deck. Yeah, back in the days of VHS. And he says, you're, ta you're terrible, you stink, but I want to show you where to do cuts and where to do dissolves in the rhythm of what's going on. Okay. So he shows me. And a light bulb went off inside of me. I knew the Holy Spirit. I knew the rhythm of the Spirit. But I didn't know the rhythm of directing. So I believe this entire situation, this, whole, this humiliating situation where I was the janitor and everybody went out crusading, was for this whole thing. God orchestrated it so that I would uh, understand what the Lord wanted on video that is still airing to this day and touching lives, winning souls, I pray. And I'll have to, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, I probably, and I've gone on, of course, directed more Christian services, broadcasts, music, I don't know, 20,000 songs and 10, 12,000 programs, all to God's glory, because I listened to the Holy Spirit, and he was with me in the valley, that dark valley of that experience, all to learn one thing, what the final rhythm of the Holy Spirit wanted in terms of preaching, in terms of music. And uh, I thank God for that now in hindsight. So uh, the valley is also for refinement, as we talked about with Joseph, preparation to get wisdom. So when Joseph got to Egypt and the Holy Spirit said, a famine's coming, and those that have persecuted you, you will, you will save many people alive. Uh, it's a valley of renewal. 
valley of renewal. Paul, through his trials and experiences, was renewed by God's power and grace every day. That's a story in itself. Mighty Paul, Pharisee of the Pharisee, knocked off his donkey, blinded three days, backside of Arabia for three years, hearing from the Holy Spirit in his dark valley. Yeah, we all have dark valleys. What do we learn in those valleys and apply is what's most important. So the valley experience is inevitable, really. Two weeks ago, when I did the first exact program, two weeks ago, I didn't think it was inevitable in my life. (laughs) God knocked me off my donkey. It's intentional. Why? Because God's after something that you're not quite there yet. I think of the scripture, uh, Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. What about us? Same thing. And then lastly, third, inevitable, intentional, and instructional. He teaches us. Remember back in Psalm 23, he guides us. He leads us. We doubt. While we're being instructed, we get discouraged. But really, I believe, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself where you are right now, I believe the valley is really preparation for the blessing, not for yourself, but to be used for maximum service for his kingdom to do, watch this, the will of the Father. So in the valley... We can't quit. It's not an option. We can't settle in the valley for valley living. God's calling you higher. And in the valley, Dan, when you're in the MRI at 645 in the morning, no Sheila, no Bible. When you're in the valley, you're safe. Because he put you there to teach you, learn, you mold, you shape you, you piece of clay. When Christ was in the valley, no, Jesus, the Lord of all, was in the valley? Yeah, as man, he was. He was in a garden one night, and he felt like running and the weight of the world, your sin and my sin and everybody's sin and wicked thoughts and evil intentions and the filth of the world was on his shoulders. He said, uh, let this cup pass from me if it's possible, Father. And and, And the Father said, no, son, has to be. So Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered that night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Thank God he did. Thank God you, in your darkest valley, you'll learn obedience. Why? Not for your benefit, to a degree, but really so you become what he wants you to be, where he's going to put you next. Finally, uh, Joel chapter 3, verse 14. 
multitudes, multitudes, that includes me and that includes you. Joel 3, 14, multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. What's it going to be, Dan? You going to do what I ask you to do? What's it going to be, Susan? Peter? Paul? You going to do what I ask you to do, or do I have to uh, leave you in the valley more? No, sir. No, sir. That's what he's after. Obedience brings blessing. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, discourse on the valley experience of a Christian. I happen to be going through it right now. Um, thank God for his presence in the valley. Stay in the word. I'll say this. Going forward in this chaotic, dark world, you can, Jesus said, let our light shine. Well, how can you let your light shine if you're not exactly where you're supposed to be in the spirit? That's what this is all about. So that God can use you. We all want to be used. If we're born again and trust the Lord Jesus Christ as who he is, Lord and Savior, Savior and Lord. If you really truly want to be used of God in these days ahead, what you used to be won't work anymore. You have to be made again on the potter's wheel because he's leading you on, according to Psalm 23 to do those things that he's asking you to do. Thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it. The Valley Experience of a Christian. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. For more information, go to oldmennowstuff.com.